911, what's the nature of your emergency? Welcome back to the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton. And I'm your co-host, Clint Walton. Today's episode is super exciting because it was unexpected and it's organic and it's something that I've been looking forward to because we have our really good friend, Mr. Bobby Sal, on with us. Bobby, how are you? I'm doing good, y'all. How are y'all today? We are really good. It's freezing cold here in Southern California, and I know people hate it when Californians complain about the weather. (laughs) (laughs) It's crazy, though, is yesterday it was like 85 degrees, and today it's like 49 and rainy, and it's just weird how different the weather changes for us on a drop of a dime. Yeah, it was uh, Wednesday. It was... 50s, 60s here, raining all day. Thursday, it was about the same, raining all day. And then yesterday, the sun came out, so I was confused. I haven't seen the sun in about uh, 84 years here in South Georgia. So, it's <laughs> so Bobby, for anybody who might not know you, can you just share a little bit about what it is that you do? Oh, what do I do? Oh, well, that's a list. Um <laughs> Uh, let's see. I'm a lover fighter. No, no. Wrong list. Wrong list. <laughs> I'm a firefighter EMT for a department in Southeast Georgia. I work for one of the busiest departments on the East Coast. Um, my department actually is in charge of fire protection and emergency services for St. Simons Island. Um, now I got a lot of people going to Google trying to find it. With that being said, uh, I am a firefighter ENT. I've been doing this job for 10 years plus. I was a door kicker firefighter for the first nine. Then I got my EMT, and now I've been on the box for the past year and a half. Um, I've also done some other things. I've been a training officer for a local volunteer department, um, farming, ranching, a few other things. I'm a pretty much all-around guy. So, Bobby, what was it that made you even want to get into firefighting in the first place? Oh, wow. Oof. I got to think back about that one. Uh, I was working for a company back in 2009, 2010. Um, I worked for a tub grinding company out of uh, Jacksonville called Belcourt. I'm sorry. Uh, I don't even think you're in bit. Did you say tub grinding? Yes, tub grinding. It's what the a fuck uh, is tub it- grinding. <laughs> <laughs> Tub grinding is a process where you turn whole yard waste into mulch. Oh. It's a it, it's a very boring process. Um, I'll send you a video later, but it's one of those things. I was doing that, and I was really content with life, and then we had a bunch of wildfire break out from where I was from here in my hometown and surrounding areas, and I was just like, you know what? I think it's time that I change my career because there's more to life than just sitting, sitting in a piece of machinery, feeding a grinder, a material all day and pushing mulch around. There's a way better purpose in life than that. So I started inquiring and started looking and well, things happened. Um, and I kind of got let go. No harm, no foul. I kind of got let go from the company and I, was like, well, here's my sign. Let's go to work. So I found another job that was able to let me do what I needed to do. And I started from there. 
and I've worked my way up well uh, in a pretty good pace, I feel, to where I am now. You know, I, I'm – I'm a police officer, so I have to make this joke. You know, your your story is a lot more admirable than what I was going to say. I was going to say, you know, one day you were walking through the halls at work and you saw a firefighter calendar and you're like, I could be one of those guys. <laughs> and, that, I mean, it's that's that common, what would it be, that kind of us going back and forth from police and firefighters. It's that joke my grandpa always told me, what do police and firefighters have in common? They both want to be firefighters. And and it's just, it's something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, it's not very often we get to sit around and do nothing all day, right? <laughs> oh, maybe y'all. Um. <laughs> No, no, no. I, I, I can't say that I sat around and do nothing most of the day because most of my time is spent, and this is going to sound weird, but most of my time is spent either reading or studying or doing hands-on training. Like this week, I had hands-on training. Uh, I had about a two, two-and-a-half-hour class I had to do hands-on out in the burn building. So that was pretty fun. But, you know, yeah, I mean – Actually, believe it or not, there is a group. Uh, I'm not going to shout them out because they don't sponsor me or, or any way affiliate with me. I don't know why yet, but <laughs> there's a group here that does stuff for PTSD awareness, and they have a calendar every year, and I've actually thought about getting in on it. But that's a little cliche, but, you know, I'm still working. <laughs> I'm still working. I'm still working on getting to where I want to be with that. But I just haven't pulled the trigger on it yet. I guess it's me, not them. I knew the calendar thing was true in one way or the other. <laughs> it is true, buddy. I'm not going to lie to you, but there's a picture on, uh, I'll have to send it to you that, uh, you know, it's a big misconception. You know, a lot of us guys, let's face it. A lot of us guys, we're like, you know, it's great to work out and it's great to look decent and everything, but it's not, all about the job. I've seen guys that are just ripped from, from jump street, just be like worthless. And I've seen guys that are just like normal guys that like to eat cornbread and lima beans and rice and stuff and eat real good and just be the best things you've ever seen on the fire ground. So, you know, I mean, there's a, there's a balance to it. We say real firefighters don't have abs. And that's predominantly true in most cases. <laughs> So, Bobby, getting back to to your path and when you decided to become a firefighter, what did your family think about it? Oh, wow. Um, My dad really was not a fan of this, Um, which my dad was – my mom was cool with it. My my dad, not so much. I was married at the time. My wife, my ex-wife now, um, she pushed me, and and she was real encouraging and all about this path. She she was really, really encouraging, and I thank her for that because, you know, excuse me, one, she was married to me, and two, um, she was very encouraging about anything I'd done. She was really my biggest cheerleader and stuff like that. But Dad, he's, I think up until like three years ago, he still had a bad taste in his mouth about it. It's interesting to see that dynamic shift because the majority of the time that I've witnessed, it's normally the moms who are opposed to their sons or daughters being a 
first responder compared to the dad. What, what was his reasoning behind that? Well, I think it was the same reasoning behind how moms have the dynamic shift, you know? Um, he, he didn't want nothing to happen to his baby. I mean, which is fine. I, I totally get that, but you know, I made a choice in a career that I could jump out of in, out of bed, go put, put my gear on and leave my boots in the engine bay and never get to wear them again. You know, I made that choice and I, but he respects it now. He's really good with it. And we talk and I've actually share a little bit with him sometimes too much about the job and, but, but he's really good of it. He's, he's actually really proud of me for it. Well, we are too. And we thank you for everything that you do. It's really cool. Um, the day we live in really to be able to communicate with people and build such deep relationships with each other. And a question that comes up, because Bobby, I know that you don't have any children of your own, but how would you feel if one of your kids decided that they wanted to become a firefighter? Whew, that's a, that's a touchy one right there. Uh, that was a good one, Ashley. Way Thank to you. go, ass. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, here to here's here's my take on it. I know what I went through to get where I am. I know the late nights, the early mornings, the midnight calls, the bodies, everything that I've went through to get there. I don't want. I would be honored if I had a kid that wanted to follow the path. Don't get me wrong. It would be like the greatest feeling in the world, but I don't want them to have to struggle to make a way like I did because at the time I did this, I was married. I had to run a house. I had to provide and I was doing the things that I needed to do. Plus go ahead and work on my certification stuff. So, you know, it was kind of one of them things where, you know, I would be gr- grateful, but I would sure let them know the, uh, they're, they got way better options. Yeah. And just hearing you talk about your story, there's not a lot of people that can balance life in the way that you did to be able to further progress yourself with working a full-time job and then deciding that you wanted to become a firefighter, but it's not the type of job where you just sign up, apply and boom, there you go. There's a lot that goes into actually being able to prepare yourself to become a firefighter. So I'm so happy that you're on because I know that we're going to be breaking this up into a few segments, Bobby. And as you listen to this, we're going to be talking a little bit about something Bobby touched on, but we didn't dive into, and that is relationships and what it really means. And sometimes what it ultimately costs to be in a relationship with the first responder. And Bobby, I thank you so much for being on and we will see you on the next one. Absolutely. I can't wait.